Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And in three, two, and one. This week, this, 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 this week, this week, this, 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 this week. This week in Geek. This week in Geek, we talk about Overwatch 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Offline TV. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of This Week in Geek. It is the last week of May, and it's hard to believe that we're already, like, getting to the half point of 2023 already. Like, I still remember the beginning of the year. Yeah, uh, that's the scary part about getting older is, like, things move faster. (laughs) Just, uh... I remember when it was January and I wasn't dying of allergies and now I'm just <laughs> dying of allergies. And so that's how I know that we're in spring uh, just by the amount of pain my face is feeling uh, on any given day. How bad is it up in, in San Francisco? Cause like, and in, in Bay area, cause like down here, it was pretty bad. I think maybe two weeks ago was it pollen was everywhere and it's kind of calmed down now and things are starting to dry up. But what's it like up in the North? Uh, it's, it's pretty like, I live on the other side of, of like this tunnel. So mm-hmm. like, we're, we're more like landlocked, uh, away from the bay. We don't get the ocean breeze, which uh, I feel like as a, as a kid, when I was like living closer to like the bay area area, uh, it was a lot easier to like dodge Paul in that way. Um, but yeah, I'm unfortunate. Uh, last night was pretty bad. I, I was up to like three, just sneezing. Oh God, and then I took awful. another... I took another like allergy pill to finally like pass out, but it was it was bad. I was just like leaking out of my face. It was it was bad. Uh <laughs> but uh yeah, I'm I'm better now. I'm just able to just relax and thank God for allergy meds. The, the, those are saving my life right now. See, the thing about having to wear a mask everywhere the past couple of years has been like it helped with the allergies and stuff. Like we were spared from all the pollen because the masks were doing their job. But mm-hmm. now, now that we're not wearing masks everywhere, the pollen's got free reign to just destroy our faces once again. Do anything fun this past weekend and week, Kevin? Uh, that is a good question. For the most part, I've been inside trying to avoid the pollen that's outside. Not um, touching grass? Not touching grass. Well, trying trying my best to not touch grass, but end up touching grass anyways. So uh, <laughs> that's the unfortunate part about this. So um, for the most part, I, I was pretty good. I got my COVID booster uh, because I'm about to go to another event. Um, and I want to make sure, you know, I'm, I'm protected there. Uh, got my masks, all stuff, uh, because it, it is going to be busy. Um, and yeah, uh, I I did end up touching grass. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch Game Three with a with a bunch of friends mm. um, that I haven't talked to since high school. So that was pretty cool. Um, able to hang out with them and just enjoy our time, like watching the game, talking about like what's going on in our lives and whatnot. Um, and then yesterday I went to a pool party, so I was just kind of vibing. But there were trees there, so I was like, it's 
It was nice while the allergy meds were there. I completely died on the way back, but that's just how it is. Um, but other than that, it's it's. I've been trying to take it slow. I got a lot of stuff um, piling up now that I'm slowly starting to get into the summer camp uh, stuff, which is going to start um, not next week, but the week after. So um, starting to get all of my esports stuff together, make sure that we're ready to go ahead and you know entertain a bunch of middle school kids for eight hours straight uh it's gonna be pretty tough schoolers yeah i think it's almost nine it's from nine to four o'clock uh so yeah it's 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 a lot of like stuff to like plan out and make sure that they're you know at least somewhat entertained um so we'll see how it goes uh what about you matt how's everything going on your end everything's been pretty good we just had the second weekend of the show this weekend the fun thing is that for um saturday we had a couple of members of like the real life la explorers club come and watch the show and they had a good time so um that crowd was a lot of fun uh apparently there's also a thing that one of them is called involved in also called the adventurers club and they in in the year of our lord 2023 they still do not allow women to join which is like Dude, how do you? How? How? It's twenty twenty three. Women can go on adventures too. But, um, that's pretty much been it. And I've been just reading through Invincible because I think the next season's coming up sometime yeah. soon. So I have finished the Compendium two, and I'm on Compendium three now, and it's a lot of reading, but it's good. It's a lot of fun. If you liked the show. I highly recommend it. It's very different from the show. Um, a lot of the same basic plot is the same, but other events happen on the side. Some characters live and or die that aren't supposed to die or live. In, or I don't know. Thing, It's kind of like it's it's an adaptation. The TV show is so not everything's going to translate one to one, which I think that they did a very good job of streamlining it for, I think it was 10 episodes or so that they did in mm. the show. I'm very interested to see what thorough lines that they're going to continue into next season because th- there's a lot of weirdness that goes on and a lot of just side stories. And I don't know which are important enough to keep or what they're going to do or how they're going to introduce a lot of them. So um, I'm excited for it. The The comic is good. If you get a chance to read it, read it. Um, I think if you wanted to own them all, the easiest way to do it would be buying the three compendiums, which are like $60 each, but it's like two, almost 200 something ish. Hold, hold on. It's um, 144. There are 144 total issues of Invincible. So if you wanted to read them all for the most affordable way possible, that would be your best bet. You could also just try to collect all of them individually, which would be your most expensive way to do it because now that it's a show, people who have copies of the comic are probably it's it's worth more because it's a show you could also get like the smaller collected editions but again that's going to be more expensive than just buying the big thick all-in-one that's actually very hard to read from because it's so big and thick but yeah it's it's one of those books that you got to like put down on your desk and like have it spread open yes it's it's hard to read it in bed it is very difficult to read it while i'm trying to like wind down and sleep it's just like 
yeah it's it's an arm workout <laughs> yeah i have i have the same problem with reading berserk right now like that's Ooh, another one thick. that i need to get through but those, those are ones thick. are those are huge like those are not only on, it's only three volumes of of manga in each one of those things but they're huge so like you have to lay it down on the on the desk and like open it and flip through it but um when when you're looking at it from the actual like art perspective of like um what miura was able to like get into each panel it's amazing to see it in a large print but you know you can't you can't be sleeping with that book uh like laying on your back like trying to read it above your face because if, if you falls, do drop it you're like breaking your face like that that is ouch. just facts yeah it's desk reading for sure yeah anyway let's get into the news of the week so the big stuff i think mostly for this week is just continuing on the stuff from last week which is more overwatch stuff um this first part was released last week i just forgot to talk about it but after they announced that they are not doing the dedicated pve mode with the hero mode and the story mode and everything they released their roadmap for seasons five six and seven people have memed this to make it a complete joke like um they replaced one of the panels with a spirit Halloween, I think season six, <laughs> um, because it's going to be a dead game by that time. But for now, for season five, what we're getting is quest watch, which is another limited time event, magic and mischief, a cinematic reveal and the summer games, um, a five V five mini comp season. We're getting the on fire mode back and they're bringing back the creator workshop mode. The cinematic reveal looks like it's the one with the dog that they kind of teased a very, very long time ago with sojourn is what it looks like so there's that uh season six um it's not going to be a spirit halloween we're going it they're claiming that we're going to get story missions i just don't know if we should trust them anymore at this point but they are claiming we're going to get story missions we're getting a new support hero um flashpoint whatever that is it looks like another map looks like it's set in india or something or i mean it looks like it's from that part of the world india or the surrounding countries hero mastery um we're getting the firing range a player progression system it's going to be the overwatch anniversary and more and in season seven they haven't shown us any little fun panels there's just a picture of a an omnic it's a new tank hero a new collaboration event which is unlimited time mode a new control map a new winter event new hero mastery missions a rework of roadhog fan favorite modes return cinematic debuts competitive mystery heroes returns a lore codex and a sombra rework so that's all of what we're getting what are your thoughts kevin before i share my thoughts um uh cool um i guess but there, there's really not a lot like the second that you said that you you took away pve and to release this it just feels like how much of this are you actually going to deliver on Mm -hmm. considering that like everything that you've you've told us so far you haven't done so if pve is completely scrapped like what can we trust blizzard with period um and like yeah sure you're laying out a roadmap for us to to look at but how much of this are we going to be getting that is, that is my real question for blizzard and uh are we even going to actually see any of this um right is, is this just like a cool graphic you're putting up just to like try to try to like extinguish a little bit of the flame saying oh they haven't done anything 
Um, or is this just like another, we're going to raise their hopes and then hit them with disappointment in a minute, in like a little bit. Right. Like on its face, it looks like they're delivering a logic. So there's a lot of words. There's a lot of little boxes that are illustrating, hey, look at all this content that we're going to get. But it's compared to what we could have gotten, what they were promising, what we were waiting for for all these years. It just very much feels like you're trying to do damage control and trying to make it look like it's a lot. Um, but like the Star Watch mode, for example, that's on right now, that seemed very interesting, but I got really bored of it really fast. I did the event stuff. I got all of my unlocks and I haven't played it since because it's just another 4v4 mode on um, Horizon Lunar Colony, which I still kind of hate that map. We're getting Quest Watch, which... I mean, cool, it's an adventure fantasy-themed event, but how good is it going to be? Are we going to play it for, like, three days until we get whatever unlocks and then forget about it again? Um, who knows? Magic and Mischief, I did not bother even looking to what that is. Um, maybe it's another mode. Maybe it's just the theme of skins. I don't know, but it's, like, how... how what can this deliver that's going to take people's minds off of them scrapping the hero progression mode, which is not the same as the, uh, the story mode. Like apparently we're still getting those because in season six, we're getting it. The story mode that was not the story mode, the hero mode missions mode that was scrapped was the, the PVE skill trees mode where you're doing missions and you're unlocking different abilities for your heroes to customize them that was separate from all the story mode missions. So at least we're getting some bit of lore, I guess, and some PVE ishness from overwatch. But the fact that we're getting a new support hero so quickly is been a point of, at least for the people who still intend to stick around and play is a been a point of contention. Cause they're like, Oh look, life weavers already, automatically irrelevant because we're getting another support hero now and people are typically getting very annoyed at uh life weaver players who are just yanking them out of position all the time it feels like with them saying there's another support hero like i i get it that they want to add and fill out that part of the roster um because you know you, you have two support heroes you have two dps you want to have the same amount of options when you're going for either one of the roles. Mm -hmm. um, but it does feel like since you just added Life Weaver, like not going back and like at least adding one of the other classes as well to maybe help balance it out uh, might just feel like you're only focusing on on supports and how, how they can help. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it would be interesting to see what they do with the new support hero. Um if it's going to be enough to knock out kind of some of the mainstays, I don't know. Um, or to even like replace part of the kit to help. Um, we, we really don't know uh, what all that is going to entail. So um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see what they do with that. It just feels like right now they're, they're over promising a lot. And especially with what they just like dropped on us, it's really tough for us to like really take their word for anything at the mm -hmm. moment. Like, even if they say story missions are coming, they could say, actually, they're not ready yet, and then pull yep. it. I don't think they will. I don't think they can afford to do that. But at this point, we don't know what they are capable of delivering and not delivering. Also, I think... I don't think this was the right time to release another support, because I think the only thing that people are 
waiting for hero wise at this point is probably Malga from what I've talked with people like that's the hero that they promised for the longest and have still not delivered what if Kevin the next tank hero we get in season 7 is not Malga hmm I feel like we we need Malga like it's one of the ones that you hinted at a long time ago and we all want to see what he what he plays like you know um it if it is a different tank hero i don't even know who they would add right like what i mean sigma was never teased before either and they just kind yeah. of dropped him on us i love sigma but they just kind of dropped him right there yeah it, it would be really interesting to see what they could add um and how their kit would be helpful considering like what we already have in the game mm -hmm. um and if it's enough to like really replace somebody else who you would already play right now um yeah that that's the only thing it's like it's cool that they're they're thinking of a new tank hero i just don't know like what else you can do with it you know right And like we also still don't even know what Malga's kit is. I'm thinking if you look at like the archive missions, considering like what art they've showed of him before and what they've talked to with us about, not talked with us, but revealed in some of the story lore that they've released. I think maybe we are looking at something similar to like the big machine gun charging tanks that we've seen in the uh the Rialto mission. I I'm thinking mm -hmm. we might get something similar to that just because that would make sense lore wise because he's a talon operative but mm -hmm. they could i think that just seems so very similar at this point like you got arisa and you just let arisa charge it seems very similar to that yeah so, i don't know if that would work or if how that would fit in with the other heroes in their kits but it's a possibility um I just I I think you need to release Malga at this point. Give the fans something that they've been asking for. If you don't release Malga, um, even if he is like kind of underwhelming, that would be bad. That'd be very bad if he's underwhelming. Mm -hmm. But at least you gave people what they're asking for. So that'll buy you a little bit more time. And then you could do what you always do and just tweak him afterwards to make him yeah. usable. Like comp competitively viable and mm -hmm. not like overpowered. Right. I mean I, they did that with Ramatra. They just dropped Ramatra on us, and then he's just like, "Yeah, uh, good luck trying to run from this." It's just like, all right, uh, that's the game right now. Don't matter. Yeah. Um. So, speaking of the uh, the big Xing of the hero mode that we were all anticipating, um. Here is what Aaron Keller, the director of Overwatch, currently after Jeff left, which most of you already know, had to say. I'm going to read a little bit of a of his statement. I'm not going to read all of it. Um, but pretty much he started off by saying that Overwatch was created out of the ashes of another project, which was called Project Titan, that didn't really... It didn't... They, they never made it to the point where it would have been as viable as they would have liked. So they went back to the drawing board and we got Overwatch. <clears throat> um, to give you some context for this change, he's talking about not moving forward with hero mode. I'd like to talk about the past and the origins of team four. The Overwatch team was founded 
in the wake of a canceled game at Blizzard called Project Titan. The game had many facets, but at its heart, it was an FPS MMO. The Overwatch team, especially at its inception, considered itself an MMO development team. As we transitioned away from that original concept and started creating Overwatch, we included plans to one day return to that scope. We had a crawl, walk, and run plan. Overwatch was the crawl, a dedicated version of PvE was the walk, and an MMO was the run. And if you don't know, MMO is massive multiplayer online game, kind of like um, World of Warcraft or uh, what are some other ones, Kevin? No, I, I mean, is World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the biggest one right now. All the other oh, ones yeah. that like kind of do things either live for a little bit or like Starcraft quick too. That's like an RTS, like yeah. a real time strategy. It's more of like a. I, I, uh... <laughs> I can't think of any other uh, ones besides Warcraft. Yeah, oh, I'm kind of blanking too. It's like the Lord of the like... Rings one is still clinging yeah. to life. Lord of the Rings Online, yeah. Lotro. But yeah, it's just like not I'm... as mainstream. Yeah. Um, it was built into the DNA of the team early on, and some of us considered that final game a true realization of the original vision of Project Titan. When we launched Overwatch in 2016, we quickly started talking about what the next iteration could be. Looking back at that moment, it's obvious that we weren't as focused as we should have been on a game that was a runaway hit. Instead, we focused on a plan that was years old. Work began on the PvE portion of the game, and we steadily continued shifting more and more of the team to work on those features. Um... Things rarely go as planned in game development. We struggled to find our footing with Hero Missions experience early on. Scope grew. We were trying to do too many things at once, and we lost focus. The team built some really great things, including hero talents, new enemy units, and an early vision and early versions of missions. But we were never able to bring all bring together all of the elements needed to ship a polished, cohesive experience. We had an exciting but gargantuan vision, and were continually pulling resources away from the live game in an attempt to realize it. I can't help but look back at our original ambitions for Overwatch and feel that we used the slogan of crawl, walk, and run to continue marching forward with a strategy that just wasn't working. I honestly don't know what an Overwatch MMO would be like because it doesn't feel like it's very cohesive. Like when you think of, again, the, the World of Warcraft version of an MMO, I don't understand how that fits in with what you've already built as Overwatch. Hmm. Like I I can't like do you have any idea, Kevin, how that would work, considering like how uh, many heroes we have and the the style of gameplay that Overwatch is where it's like it's a competitive six v six or at this point five v five shooter, how would you have an MMO version of that where it's just everybody on the internet kind of wandering around in a in an open world? Yeah. I I would think that it would be like the open world part I my mind is going to something like Splatoon. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that is like what, what my brain is like at right now. Um, where it has like the MMO lobby where you can be like in the like you load in. It's kind of MMO like where you could walk around and interact with like other players and see if you guys are wanting to play together and then you queue up for a lobby and then you play together that way. Um, mm -hmm. it's essentially like being able to interact and mingle with a bunch of other people just kind of like outside, um, like whoever happens to be online in the queue, right? Uh, you I could guess. actually like talk and interact with them, but I don't see how that could become something else. Um, and how mm -hmm. that would be different from doing like a wow raid, right? If you're doing a world of Warcraft raid, you might as well just like get your friends together and do it 
on your own, you know? You don't really need to worry about, like, seeing if your teammates are going to help you or going to, gonna like, throw your games or whatever. It's all about them just getting together and making sure that everything works. Um, and, yeah, it, it's just kind of kind of weird i don't i don't know how how else to describe it yeah. um but i hope that like that that's the thing that i'm thinking of it's just like there's an open lobby that's the mmo aspect of it but the gameplay would still be overwatch at its core where you still play you know the fps game where you need to and when you need to and you queue up like okay wait wait, wait. let's make let's make this even less complex <laughs> Imagine Club Penguin. But yeah, that's another one. That's another MMO. You're, you're, you're playing Club Penguin. That's the MMO thing that I would think that Overwatch would become. Um, not to say that th there would be a severe lack of penguins in it, but for the most I mean, part, it's still like... There's one penguin map. There is one penguin map. You know, uh, Watchpoint Antarctica, we would be okay. Um, but I do think that, like, that's what I would have thought of, like, a full lobby where there's a lot of, like people coming in hanging out and talking about like the game in kind of like an open lobby but still having the same like gameplay mechanics built into the game where you can queue up with friends you can queue up with randoms figure out like okay well is this lobby like working out for us what what can we get away with and so on and so forth you know um that's what i would at least be thinking about when we're when they were saying like overwatch mmo kind of style mm -hmm. of a game um what i love to see more of it i don't i don't know it's kind of an ambitious look um for overwatch but yeah it would have been definitely interesting um overall i think that like because of the way how overwatch is looking it's really dire in in the way how it's looking right now to kind of keep your player base if anything, I would, if I could give, you know, ABK any, any sort of like advice, it would be to, you know, learn from this mistake, figure out what you can do differently for whatever your next IP is, whether it is that like hunter forest kind of, kind of thing that you were thinking about or whatever, and, and learn to like accept and appreciate like the good thing that you had going rather than having to really like worry about doing too much or trying to like strive for a ridiculous amount of stuff when it's like almost out of reach. Um, like I, I feel like if they focused in more on the actual FPS gameplay, when we had it like during, not during COVID, but like during the downtime that they were saying, Oh, we're working on overwatch two, It would have mm -hmm. just given us that much more time to like play and enjoy the game more. It, overwatch wouldn't have like the overwatch league would have been in a better spot if you had updated during the goats meta and like allowed teams to really like make that adjustment during that time because that's what ended up losing a lot of players was the fact that there was no communication between the player base and the actual developers and that that is something that you know blizzard just needs to work on to get better um and if they do that i at least whatever their next game is if it's for me if it's not for me um they can at least learn from what they messed up on and how to make it better for the community that they're really serving here all good points another thing that i'd like to bring up is like 
Aaron Keller mostly was saying that, hey, we just pulled so many people off into this PVE project that became too ambitious and grew too much and we couldn't sustain it. And so we weren't updating the PVP mode. Like if if you had that many resources devoted to this mode and you couldn't make it work, like I, I honestly don't understand what you were doing. I don't understand what you what direction anything was going on. And if with all those resources you can't make a game, like how how is anyone supposed to trust your games in the future? If given everything that probably some indie developers would have given an arm and a leg to have, if you couldn't make just a simple game which well, not to say simple but like something that other studios with less resources are able to make like where where does that faith pay off blizzard i don't know i don't know if it ever does pay off at this point anymore but it's uh it's a rough spot for you guys um in other new game news, Mortal Kombat 1 was just announced, and it's called Mortal Kombat 1 after we just got Mortal Kombat 11, because the story of Mortal Kombat got really weird and time traveling, and now they're going back to the very beginning and restarting the entire Mortal Kombat universe. So that was just announced, and we're getting it, I think, very soon, I think like September, sometime in the fall this year. Um, but because of Amazon leaking things as they always do, we have discovered that we are getting a battle pass or a, a hero pack or whatever they're calling it. Um, <laughs> I can never remember anymore. But the combat pack, that's what they're specifically calling it. Um, we're getting a spell with a K. Of, spell, spell with a K is everything Mortal Kombat is. Um, we're getting six playable characters, including Quan Chi. Um, actually, no, wait, Kevin, do you know who we're getting officially yet? No. Okay. In this okay, DLC okay. pack? Yes. Okay. I'm going to read the, the cameo characters because they're not as spoilery. Okay. Um, but I'm going to leave you to guess the guest characters because there's always guest characters. Mm -hmm. So we're getting Tremor, Johnny Cage as with a John, John Claude Van Damme skin. Johnny Cage is actually in the game. But the John Claude Van Damme skin is going to be a a DLC bonus. Okay. Chameleon, Mavado, Farah, Quan Chi, and Ermac, and Takeda. Quan Chi. So okay. those, are, those are the Mortal Kombat characters that we're going to be getting in this pack that already exist. Now, the three that were announced by Amazon Italy in online purchase store things. So we're pretty sure this is legit. Guess who the three guest characters are, Kevin? Okay. This is this is a tough question because okay, so first of all, Nether NetherRealm Studios and Warner Brothers are like two things that are always like put together, right? Oh yeah. That's how we so, injustice. Yeah, so that's how that's how that all happened. So I have to think of like what Warner Brothers like movies or properties have been like out that would drive people to this kind of like um to to an MK game like this, you know? Mm -hmm. Um let, let, let's think about this. Um LeBron James from Space Jam 2. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> His fatality is just ripping someone's skull off and dunking it. Yeah, exactly. Um also <laughs> like I I don't LeBron in the second half of this last game against the Nuggets. 
I don't know what he was stop, doing, bro. Stop going for three pointers. That's that's what I've never I've hated about the Lakers. They never go for the easy two. They always force the three and they never make it. Yeah, Every I, single I, time. No matter who's coaching, no matter who's on the team, they always do it. It's always a Lakers thing where you see like Denver just taking the easy two and just racking up the points. Yeah. Um let's see. This is tough. This is, I mean Warner Brothers does have a lot of like stuff under their belt i mean did you see space jam 2 <laughs> well they yeah were, it, they were just it's way too much down our throats it's like hey look at all the properties we own yeah oh god uh who would i want in this um okay let's let's get okay let's just see what we can get away with here um let's start with the let's start with something kind of that i i would like to see that i think that they would reach for um they they have that stuff with Amazon too, I know as well. So I feel like one of the big bad superheroes in my opinion. No, no, Miss 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 Maisel in Mortal Kombat. Uh yes. Um no, I was thinking like I would think Invincible or if you were to take the boys or something like that, one of those two you could easily cash in on. Um Okay. I feel like I feel like Omni-Man would be a great addition. That's just a personal pick. Um, I feel like that one would be kind of ridiculous, but it would be worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's hop over to what else? So is Omni-Man a guess? Omni-Man or... is a solid guess. I'm okay. going to say Omni-Man. Um, I think you need a DC character in there. Um, I course. felt like they've, the joke... They've had a DC character for the longest time, so... Yeah. No, they're um, they they gotta have at least one. Um I mean the Joker was in the last couple of them pretty pretty well. Um who is on the up and up right now? Um don't say the flash. Um Ezra Miller in Mortal Kombat. There we go. Boom. Oh, we just two. all love um, just destroying Ezra Miller. We just we just beat the shit out of out of the flash. There you go. This is what you get for letting a baby put a bullet in its mouth. Yeah, exactly. This is this is the this is the L. We get to beat the crap out of you and MK. Um no, I would say like, huh? Who who would you have from there? Probably you would want a big bad. I mean, the, saying the Joker again, but like a Joaquin Phoenix reskin because that's like the actual like sad mm. Joker. We would want like, I don't, I don't know. Oh wait, what about the what? What if we got like the shark guy from like King Suicide shark? Squad, King Shark? Yeah. <laughs> let's let's bring King Shark in. We need like another tank like character in the game. That would be another really funny one. Okay, um, is that an official guess? Sure, I'll lock that one in. Uh, okay. I, I don't I don't know why they would do it, but it it would be worth it. Well, um, he eats people like with a single bite. That's a that's an easy fatality. That, that's easy fatality. Pretty cool. Um, let's see. I feel like the last one has to be. They have to reach into adults one, but not take Rick and Morty. Um. <laughs> God, Rick would be so I, overpowered. Rick would be really funny to have in the game, but I don't think that he fits the play style. Um, he would turn somebody inside out. Like, if like no joke, he would do that. But, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, what other, like, Adult Swim, like, shows have been on that I would be, like, 100% on board with seeing. Joe Perry. Um, 
Yeah, just um, there talking with you very calmly. <laughs> just Eric Andre or something. Oh, <laughs> just <laughs> you, would, you would confuse him so hard. Um, not okay. who would I want? Who who is crazy enough that I would love to see come out from like the Adult Swim like cast? I I feel like that is another one that should be a part of it. Um, I don't know exactly who I would put in. Space Ghost, <laughs> coast to coast. Space Ghost, coast to coast, and he just like interviews you as a fatality. That would be kind of no. Wait, hold on. The Venture Bros would also be an interesting one to in- like introduce. Metalocalypse, um, Metalocalypse, Squid Hunger Force. Yeah, the Aquatine Hunger Force is a lot to like deal with, but they would also like you would have to be able to rotate the characters in, or they all fight as like a trio. But I mean, they kind of they did it with the Ninja Turtles. You could kind of change which Ninja Turtle you were. Yeah, that would be that would be an interesting one to see. Um, hmm, I I really don't know who I would put in here. Um, but what a okay. You take you take spear from Primal. Ooh, oh, okay. That's that would be an I, I would I would add Spear from Primal and have Fang be the fatality. Hmm. Okay. Now you're thinking like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I, I think that would be that would be kind of wild, but I think that it would be an interesting thing to build into the game. Okay. And they would do something crazy like that too. Like you're not gonna tell the dinosaur not to eat somebody, right? Like oh, I mean they did it with Liu Kang. He just brings in the dragon and the dragon eats. Yeah. Him. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So you said spear, you said Omni Man, and you said um I said uh King Shark. King Shark. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You got one of them. Do you know do you would you like to guess which one of the three you got? I, I think Omni Man has to be in there. Okay. Yo, you got Omni Man. The second okay. one is Homelander. Homelander. The one okay. is Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Okay. Yeah. My, my you got it. You you were right. There was a DC character. Uh, my thing is Omni Man and P and and not Peacemaker. Omni Man and Homelander are very similar. So I'm yeah. I think the only thing that Homelander has that Omni Man doesn't is laser eyes. So how are you going to distinguish those? That's pretty much just two Superman characters. Yeah. That's two Superman reskins in one. So what are you going to do to make both of those feel unique is my question. Yeah. Like what what is the differentiating factor between all these characters? Um I feel like that's the that's a real question to yeah. like think about. Um yeah, uh that that's up for MK to figure out. Uh I I'm just gonna wait for you know fatality trailers and everything to come out. Uh, I mean, that's all we really and, care about, right? The fatalities. Yeah, yeah, got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, how just crazy it kind of gets, you know? Just give me the gore. That's all I want. That's all I'm asking for. Um. Okay, so moving on to my last bit of news before we move on to the anime and manga stuff. Um, A big thing that happened last year in the world of music was that the drummer of the Foo Fighters, Taylor Hawkins, passed away. Initially, it was thought that maybe he might have been a drug overdose thing while they were on tour. I think if I'm reading the news about him correctly, what actually happened was that while he was on tour, I think he was a little bit overstressed and his heart unfortunately 
collapsed or just it stopped working. It failed. So unfortunately, Taylor Hawkins passed away. There was a huge tribute concert for him in his memory that happened recently. And now the Foo Fighters on May 21st, which was yesterday, announced that they have a new drummer. Um, there was a, a video that they posted where they had all these uh, other famous drummers um, come in and just make cameos in their announcement video, which is kind of funny. It's like, oh, are, are they bringing in Tommy Lee from Motley Crue? Oh, Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Is it you? Um, but their their new drummer is John Freese, who I wasn't aware of before, but he's played with a lot of very big groups. He's played with Blink-182, Guns N' Roses, Paramore, Sublime, um, Good Charlotte, the Dirty Heads, Nine Inch Nails, The Offspring, The Vandals, um, a lot of really, really big bands. So, you know, and if 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 the Foo Fighters are, are bringing him in and you had Dave Grohl, who was the drummer for Nirvana, as your front man, you know that this guy has to be like up to snuff if you're bringing him into this legendary band. So um, the Foo Fighters have a new drummer. If you are so inclined to care about the world of rock and roll, um, this is pretty big news. So... I look forward to the new music that the Foo Fighters will be releasing sometime soon and maybe going on tour again. Yeah, it's always great to have, you know, and keeping the rock alive through, mm -hmm. you know, Foo Fighters and just amazing music in general. So being able to find somebody who could like at least mesh with you um, is, is really important. And especially somebody with that pedigree, it's going to be really helpful for, uh, for for the longevity of the band too. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh let's let's move on into some other stuff that I am bringing to the table. Um let's first start uh with OTV offline TV. Um I follow a lot of their content. I enjoy their stuff, but um this is going to be the first ever announcement of a person kind of graduating or leaving OTV. Um, Pokimane is actually going to be leaving offline TV. Um, mm. she announces that they have a lot of stuff going on, not in terms of like uh mental, but more of like business matters in general. And they're not always there uh to kind of participate in a lot of the offline TV shoots that they have planned out. Um, so instead of them constantly like having to worry about what Pogi's up to and um wondering why they're not on set and getting overbooked and everything. Um, Pokey says that they will always be down to be in a part of an OTV shoot. If they ever do uh, decide to invite them back um, for anything, because they are one of the original founding members of offline TV, um, but they are working on something big right now. They couldn't leak it online or, uh, you know, in the announcement, um, but a lot of people are excited to see what, what Pokey does next. Um, I know that, they're they're very big in the gaming industry a very big proponent of like streaming culture in general kind of like really setting the pace for a lot of things and it's it's great to see them move on in this way rather than them just being like oh i quit otv this is what happened it's more of like i'm still going to be a part of the crew um it's just i don't have enough time to um worry about or to be on set all the time to do all the shoots um, it's better that I make space for all the new representation that they do have on the crew um, rather than having to hog the spotlight for themselves 
and having a lot of people worry about where they are. So um, definitely more business moves from Pokey. And I, I really respect it. And I'm excited to see what they do next. Uh, what's in the what's in the future? Um, if it happens to be a game, is it a movie? Like what's going on? Um, definitely. I, I don't see Pokey slowing down anything in like the entertainment industry at all. So I do think oh, that yeah, they, no. they're definitely going to be doing something. Pokemon's um, a huge name. Like whatever Pokey does, people are going to pay attention. Yeah, so that that's what I'm excited for. Whatever Pokey is working on, good luck on that. Um, I'm excited to see what it is. Um, I know you can't really like let us all know, but they said sometime maybe before the end of the year. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep our eyes peeled. Um, if Pokemon starts trending again, if we start seeing some really cool stuff um, online, we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, uh, that's going to wrap it up for the offline tv news if you guys want to see the official like video of like what it means to graduate from offline tv um there is a whole video done by offline tv going over that and kind of like the origin story of pokey which is kind of funny because it's done in like a really like really terrible play format um if you really want to watch it um go for it um very funny very good and um excited to see what goes on from there um Speaking of big collaborations and whatnot, um, one of my friends is really big in the Smite stuff. Smite community enjoys like playing that game. Um, I I haven't been good at Smite at all. I've tried to play every once in a while, but um, I I'm more of a top down guy. I couldn't get past the third person perspective. Um, but they told me that uh, there's currently another collaboration going on right now. And I have to give Smite a ton of credit because they are very good at doing collaborations with a lot of companies and making sure that like when they do a collab and when they do like work with another company, they make sure that their skin game is on point. So like they, they've they done stuff with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, with Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, a whole bunch of G.I. Joe right now as well. Uh, but the big one that they've been working on right now or at least have has been included in smite right now is a v shoujo collaboration um so uh yeah they are working with v shoujo there are a couple skins for certain characters um in the game uh, my friend kind of scrolled through a couple of them but it is a really interesting collaboration to have um literal gods named after and have skins that are uh are vtubers so um definitely an interesting one if you want to go check them out make sure to go ahead and hop onto uh hop on the smite and just take a peek at that uh collaboration event that's going on right now um it's called the season of hope event and uh, a lot of people just are tuning in just to go ahead and play these characters um and yeah um i could go over who is what i'm pretty sure there's only there are da, 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 six of them so uh iron mouse is persephone um, Silver Veil is Scotty, Yanners is Sir Ket, um, Kason is Nemesis, uh, Veinu is Wa, or Ve is Nuwa, and Apricot is Izanami. So, if you guys like your V Shoujo characters, want to play them in a MOBA, feel free to do this. Um, and yeah, get get on board with with playing playing some Smite as your favorite V Shoujo characters. Um, so yeah, that that is what is what is on the horizon there. Um, if you, if you guys want to play more mobas, feel free to go ahead and download Smite, play that.
Alrighty, so um, let's get into the manga recommendation of the week. Uh, this week I'm actually going to switch it up again. It's not going to necessarily be an anime or a manga this week. I'm actually going to talk about events. Um, this weekend, um, moving into yes, this weekend, um, is going to be Fanime, um, in San Jose. So if you guys are in the SF Bay area. Uh, want to enjoy a convention, an anime convention, feel free to stop by Fanime. Um, if you guys already know what's going on, um, this is like one of the bigger anime conventions that we have at, um, like in the area in general, in the in NorCal in general. Um, it is because this year, um, this year Crunchyroll Expo is not going to be a thing. Oh, um, really? So, Yes, Crunchyroll Expo is not no longer going to be a thing. They're just only going to have booths available at other conventions because they realize that, you know, it is a lot of money to run an entire convention on your own. <laughs> you um, think? <laughs> it, it was a good it was a good convention. I have to give Crunchyroll props for running Crunchyroll Expo for the years that they did because it was a very good and insightful convention. Um because they had like the new up and coming premieres, they had guest speakers, um, I met King Vader there. He was really cool. Um, but it's this is like one of the few events that's ran by anime fans and the community in general. Um, and it's not only, you know, anime stuff. If you guys are into other things as well, feel free to stop by. Um, yours truly will be working it again. Um, this year I am more in the capacity of announcing and casting things um we have upgraded our um e-gaming section to have more of a pc um focus as well so we're going to be running a couple more pc tournaments as well um one of them which will be casted by me is going to be valorant we are going to have a valorant tournament uh this year um but yeah if you guys want to go ahead uh check out the artist alley check out the dealers hall um, want to say hi to me um, i'm gonna be in the dealer hall not the dealer hall the uh the gaming hall um pretty much anytime after 10 p.m if you guys happen to stay out that long um if not i might be there earlier uh throughout the day depending on if i have an event earlier in the day um so yeah um i'm gonna i'm gonna be around in fanime walking around probably reading manga in my downtime um and doing hosting all the jackbox games until about midnight so if you guys do want to say hi to me, feel free to stop by. Um, I will be on stage. I can interact with the audience. Uh, that is totally allowed. So, um, yeah, uh, this year's theme is mail or delivery people. Um, so uh, messenger bags and like letters and stuff like that are all accepted. Um, kind of like a kind of vibe that we're going to have, I think, on the Saturday is going to be the main day that. Uh, people are going to be dressed up more like cells at work kind of style um, of messenger stuff. So, um, yeah, instead of a manga recommendation this time around, uh, I will say if you guys are in the area, feel free to stop by Fanime. Um, it is going to be starting technically day zero is on Thursday. Um, I'm going to have to I'm there for all the days. So um, it's Thursday through Monday. Um, Thursday, the 25th is when this is the earliest you can pick up the badge. Um, at the very end, it would be the 29th of Monday. Um, it is Memorial Day weekend, so if you guys do have time for that, feel free to go ahead and do that. Um, but yeah, I hope that you guys are all good. Um, that is going to be it for the manga recommendation for this week. 
Um, that does not mean that the manga releases are going to be stopped. So um, we're going to go ahead and do all of this uh, real quick. Let's just go over the manga recs for the week. Um, yeah, or the manga the manga releases for the week. Um, this week is kind of insane, not going to lie. Uh, the 23rd is kind of the big day. I have it circled on my calendar because it's kind of ridiculous. Um, everything comes out on this day or next week. So, um yeah, uh, let's just go down the list super quick. Um, first thing is One Dance Five. Uh, we One Dance Five. We have Delicious in Dungeon Twelve. Um, Horimiya Sixteen, which has finally come out after a year and a half. Uh, we have Non Kilo Eleven, uh, Mob Psycho Eleven, and Oshinoko Two. Um, I know a lot of people want to talk to me about Oshinoko the show, um, and especially Episode Six that has. Um, a lot of real life implications with with it being tied um, to I'm, I'm blanking out on the name, but the but the wrestler um, in WWE that committed suicide. It is really a dark episode, um, but it does go over the struggles of some of those like real life things. So um, I'm I'm trying to catch up on it, but I want to read the second book first before I catch up on the anime side of it. Um, that's just personally how I, I want to deal with Oshinoko so far. Um, but very, very good series so far. Enjoying it. Um, it's just a lot of heavy, like, uh, messages and themes in there. Um, but that is what's coming out this week. Once again, One Dance 5, uh, Delicious Dungeon, Oshinoko 2, Horimiya 16, Nankilo 11, Mob Psycho 11. Cool. Uh, moving on to next week. So we're talking about the 30th. Um, we do have don't call it a mystery omnibus. This is going to be the first one of its series to be released here. Um, it is about a guy who is accused of doing a uh, accused of a murder, um, but he is very much a great detective. Um, but he doesn't really want to be a detective. He just wants to relax at home. Um, so his whole thing is to figure out this mystery, go home, and not have to worry about it. Um, that's his deal. Um, number two, uh, Shirokuma Cafe 2. Um, if you guys like Shirokuma Cafe 1, which is about a polar bear who owns a cafe and it's open to all different animals, um, feel free to pick up this one. Uh, it's a very cozy, very chill uh, manga. It does have an anime adaptation. It does have 50 episodes. It is a lot. Um, but they do have a crazy resume of voice actors who were in it. Um, Shirokuma Cafe came out, I think, in like 2000. I want to say 2012 before 2012 it was like 2010 or something like that um but a lot of really prominent voice actors were in it and then they got their break afterwards so um it's kind of a funny little thing that a funny little game that i play with my friends who are just getting into anime um last but definitely not least is blue period 13 um if you guys ever heard of blue period it is a manga about um learning how to do art and how to motivate yourself um, to kind of do what you want and the difference between talent and hard work. That is the best theme that I can give with Blue Period. Um, by saying somebody is talented, it means that they've never put in hard work, but a lot of people have put in a lot of hard work in order to be where they are. Um, and yeah, that is one of the greatest like messages that I got from the series, besides the really cool art and the really cool like concepts behind it. Um, it's just an overall great message. So um yeah blue period 13 uh coming out on the 30th so uh if you guys want to go ahead and if any of those sound good to you make sure to go ahead and check your local bookstore to go ahead and find them um 
I'm going literally on Thursday before I have to check in for all of my anime stuff. Um, we're going to go ahead and do that. So I'm going to make sure that all of that is good to go. So um, other than that, we should be pretty much set. Um, that That is going to wrap it up for the manga releases. Um, make sure to go ahead and like listen in on everything i hope to i I hope that this is uh informative enough for you guys uh that wraps it up for everything that i got this week all right everybody thank you for tuning in this week it has been a pleasure kevin would you like to leave us with a little bit of random life advice as per usual okay uh let's see what (laughs) what what we got what we got today um yeah uh flights are expensive i've been trying to like figure out how to like get from here to columbus ohio um for for the pokemon north american international competition or uh championship series but uh it's it's taking a lot want to know how much it costs it's a it's a lot a lot and i feel like right now it's it feels like a lot of a financial crunch because i am currently like not working um but my other job the the summer camp job, by the way, that starts in uh, June um, is about to pick up. So I feel like once I start getting that underway, I'm going to I'm going to feel a little bit more confident in being able to get my tickets um, and meet everybody out there. So um, one, make sure that you have a good team that will be beside you when you're trying to work on stuff uh, that will definitely help you out later down the line. So, um, yeah, uh, that's about it. Uh, hang out with people, go outside. Don't touch grass unless if, if you're allergic to it. Um, I don't be doing that. Uh, so, yeah. Um, other than that, I hope everybody is having a great time. And I'll see you guys on the next one as well. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll catch you in the next one. Adios. Next week, we bring you the latest news and stories from around the Internet. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us and rate us five stars on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also follow us on all social media at TwigPod, that's T-W-I-G-P-O-D. And feel free to send us any questions, comments, or any suggestions of topics you'd like us to cover. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week in Geek. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.